0: hello beautiful beings welcome to the life with magic podcast your one-stop shop for encouragement affirmations and guidance for life optimization my name is magic dyke and i am a queer performance artist professional life coach and your host tune in every week for conversations about gender and sexuality journeys performance art mental health self-improvement and more Welcome to the very first episode of Life with Magic. I am super excited to introduce my lovely guest for today's show. First up, we have Lee Crenshaw Player. Hi. (laughs) Hi. I wish y'all could see these beautiful smiles right now. Like Zoom is a blessing and a curse, but I love it right now. Lee is a spiritual activist, metamorphosis coach, and co host of the Unconvenient Truth podcast. She is joined by her beautiful wife, Carmen Player. Hey. <laughs> carmen is the physical manifestation of light she is the cosmic hype woman of the universe and i promise you you'll know exactly what i'm talking about by the end of this podcast
1: a beautiful introduction thank you so much magic for having us on thank you magic thank you do you guys both mind sharing your pronouns with the listeners Yeah, absolutely. My name is Lee, and my pronouns are she, her, or goddess. Right on. My name is Carmen. My
2: pronouns are she, her, they, them, or God.
0: Yes, I am here for it. The first time the word God was used as a pronoun was by you, Carmen, and I was like, it was when you were referring to me, and I was like, wow, the amount of power that I felt. I was like, God? They, them, he, him, or God? I was like, Wow. It was truly like, you know, when someone just speaks life into you, I was like, I am God. All right. Hey, I'm I saying stuff out loud that you already know. That's all I'm here for. See, I didn't even know it at that time. So you awakened something in me and you spoke life into me. And both you and Lee have done this so many times, like just speaking life into others. I've witnessed it. I felt it. I'm lucky enough to have like little gifts over here by y'all sitting here. It's been like a year or two two years i still have those little tiny candles that you gifted me and the big old crystal rock like y'all are just the kindest most beautiful souls i've ever encountered and i'm so so lucky to call you both you know you both my friends oh the feeling is mutual darling absolutely so my first question is how is your spirit
2: Well, yeah, there's a lot going on, Um, and I appreciate the question, uh, as that's a guiding question whenever I check in with folks. So I appreciate you starting off with that question, how's your spirit? Um, I would definitely have to say uh, the truth is, the enduring truth is that my spirit is solid. It's enduring, it's surviving, it's thriving more than anything else, Um, and during this time with the context of the world, I'm also having a lot of feelings, you know, Um, and I honor both of those as, as
1: valid. Uh, so I think that's that's where I am. Yeah, and I, mm-hmm. I would say I'm in a pretty similar place. You know, I'm I'm in a beautiful place with my own personal growth and trajectory and at the same time I like I cry every day. I have a lot of grief, you know. I I feel deeply for the folks who are in the streets. I you know, it's just it's a it's a seesaw from moment to moment, but overall the trajectory is going in the right way for me. So I'm I'm blessed and I count my blessings every day. Awesome.
0: And for those that don't know uh correct me if I'm wrong, we're all located outside of DC. So like, I know y'all are in Maryland. I'm also in Maryland, but we're close enough to where our friends and loved ones are, you know, the ones that are being impacted the most, but we are like right there with them. Mm -hmm. And I know for a fact that I'm constantly hearing sirens in my background. I'm constantly seeing protests like in my neighborhoods. So I can only imagine what DC, like the epicenter, like the nation's capital that's taking in all of the impact from like these big monumental revolutionary protests, you know, I can only imagine what it would feel like to be look out your window and see buildings on fire, you know? So like, I know the spirit is absorbing a lot. So I'm very happy that we can share this honest and transparent moment of like, it's, it's a, it's a journey, you know, we're not waking up just feeling hella positive positive just because we have that light within us. We're not waking up feeling like, well, it's just another day. Let's go out and do some healing and let's just get this, you know, universal bread. Like we're not, we're out here struggling the most because I think the word that you used was energetically sensitive being Lee when you were talking about yourself.
1: Yeah, that's correct. That's how I identify. (laughs) Can you tell us what that means? Yeah. I think, you know, people will often uh, use the word empath. Um, but since I was a very young child, I, I could you know walk into a room and since when there had been a conflict, I can tell when people are hiding things from me or when they're triggered. I can sense it in my own being personally. So um, it used to be that I felt really put upon and I didn't know how to put up my boundaries in a healthy way. So I used to process a lot of other people's energy and trauma through my own body. Which led to many rounds of disability and mental health crises. Um, But nowadays, I have a lot better practices. So I've ceased to call myself an empath because a lot of the literature and blogs you see around there talk about empaths as sort of being powerless or always being put upon. And that's no longer my reality. I absolutely feel a lot of the energy that's going around in the world, but I feel it from a different and empowered place. So I I, uh, use the term ultra, (laughs) ultra sensitive to. (laughs) to describe myself.
0: That's beautiful. I like how you've taken something and given, you know, your own definition, your own powerful reclamation of who you are as a spiritual being. That's beautiful. Carmen, would you identify as an empath? Um, Not the way that Lee is (laughs) defined. I definitely, uh, I'm I'm sensitive
2: to people and to energy. Like I've been, particularly, I feel like uh, this week, I've felt it this month i'd lovingly kind of call it like may mayhem because there's literally been something every single week that has been intense and particularly intense for the black community and i've really felt it in my body in my being right um to the point where like i just literally just had to run just had to stretch just had to move it out of my body because i could feel it taking on um having way too much control, right, and way too much um, providence in my own space, and so, like, I really had to, like, get really grounded, meditate, and move my body, because, like, it was so, it was, like, tangible, like, it's, it's thick in the air, it's really thick in the air, and it being fear, it being the pandemic, it being racism and white supremacy, it's very thick, and I feel like now it's it's definitely coming to a head right like the pressure is building is in like our our souls are like these uh is it a barometer that measures pressure in the atmosphere mm-hmm. our souls are definitely like a barometer is telling us like things are happening there's a moving and a stirring in the spirit mm-hmm. and there've been times when it feels like there's a there's foreshadowing i think a lot of spiritual folks can have felt it and getting little glimpses in the sort um, so what I've been uh, really focusing on is really trying to keep that high vibe while also honoring the fact that I'm a whole and holy being. So I can feel everything and that's okay. I can experience all these different feelings and that's okay. And I can honor that and give space to the experience that my body, that my my spirit is having right now, because that's also part of this being in this body right now is to feel all of this all the way through. Um, and so that's been been my place as far as like being feeling sensitive to what's going on and feeling my, my people, feeling people that, I'm, that are not necessarily in the community but you can still feel the tangible like angst, you know, and the pain. Um, and also like it's really reiterated to me like finding joy and being joy, and tapping into hope, and knowing that I am peace, I am hope, I am joy, I am the embodiment thereof, so when I'm feeling and experiencing those things, I can just tap into myself, right, Um, so that's definitely brought me back, so it's been a a really intense and beautiful experience feeling sensitive, Mm -hmm. too, during this time.
0: That was beautifully put. One of the quotes that I've seen on your page a lot is, rest is revolutionary. How do you take care of yourself As a person who feels everything in this time, we're feeling everything. It's like we're feeling the pain, the sadness, the hurt, the grief. Like we're feeling the anger. We're feeling so many things. How are you taking care and how are you resting?
1: Yeah, um, I think that it is important to have a daily practice even when you don't want to have a daily practice it's you know it's sort of you you drink water every day whether or not you like the taste of it similarly you know that meditation practice that exercise all those sort of things not that you have to do 20 minutes every day like you know my meditation practice has been five minutes a day for the last two weeks because that's what i could work out but there's something that happens when you show up um, every day to a practice, it, 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 it calls something back for yourself from this world that says mm-hmm. you don't deserve things. Mm-hmm. That tries right. to keep you so busy and mm-hmm. such reaction is so mm-hmm. triggered that you can't even sleep at night. Where it's like, you know what? Well, I didn't sleep well last night, but I'm still going to sit at my altar for five minutes. And I'm going to remind myself that I am tapped into something that's bigger than me and that loves me and has my back. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do that every day mm-hmm. until it becomes a habit. Mm-hmm. And once it becomes a habit, it actually mm-hmm. gets encoded to your cellular memory and it becomes who you are. Yeah. So like the, print, the practices that you show up to every single day, that's what's going to make the difference. And I, I want to like provide like one or two tools that are like fix you right now. And like, yeah, there's tapping and there's affirmations and there's things that can help you out in a crisis. But what's, what's really going to make it sustainable is doing something every day that really sets you up to be better than you were the day before.
2: You know, as you were talking about that, what comes to mind is like a, a daily practice is having a therapeutic level of something that like, takes care of your essential needs of your soul, of your spirit. Like if you have ever had surgery or something like that, like they'll tell you, take your medicine ahead of time. So you're not trying to catch the pain, catch up with the pain. you already have like what you need, therapeutic levels of that medicine in your system. So you're not trying to catch up with it. Right. Because um, a lot of times like we will do different practices as a reaction as opposed to it being a proactive, like this is, this is already in place. Like I'm already, um, as the good, the good word might say, uh, like you've already uh, put on your whole armor. You know what I mean? Like you've already taken care of that. So it's a matter of maintenance. Like if you need to increase or add different healing modalities, you already have like a baseline. Um, and that's not to say like if you don't have a practice right now that you're doomed and you can't have a practice, it's just more of an invitation to say, you know, what, my, my experience right now is not one that's healthy and affirming for me. What can I do? Um, and we also, uh, part of our practice is that we smudge every morning and every night, right? Because even in our homes, like we're interacting with social media. We have phone calls. We have texts. We have a lot of stuff that's actually coming to us, even though we're not out in the world. So it's important to also have like different things that are like your spiritual hygiene, if you will, to clear out the stuff, right. Clear out the stuff because like there's small, it's thick in the air and Mm -hmm. that's also true in spirit. Um, And as far as like ensuring my rest, like I believe, and this was a word that spirit gave me in January that no is as sacred as yes, period. Right. And so like, Sometimes I know like even still I deal with like people pleasing and wanting to be the yes for everybody. And when somebody needs me, like I have to reach out some for the people and then so on and so forth. No is sacred because that is how you establish these thresholds, right? A threshold literally separates the the outside world from the inside world, the carnal from the spiritual, you are sacred and you are holy. So whatever it is that you need to do to keep that space holy is how you also ensure your rest is continual.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and so, like, also, like, if your body says to, to rest, like, sleep, sleep, rest. If you need to put something down, go ahead and do so. And I think that there's a healthy balance with that, too. You know, um, I know for me, like, particularly, like, in undergrad and right after college, sleep was also, like, my avoidance. So I had to actually kind of look at what, why why am I sleeping so much? If your body's telling you to rest right on, it's just like, I feel like your body is just, it's an indicator of things that are going on in the same way. Like if you have a mental reaction to something that constantly comes up, it's actually telling you to look at something else. It's a Mm -hmm. lot deeper. Um, For example, like one of the things I would say to my teachers when I was uh, doing professional development is like children oftentimes like react with either really big joy or really big anger but it's only it's the the iceberg right the the 10 percent if you really think about it like it's a lot deeper than that like you might have a reaction of angry when you're in a meeting or if you're having this uh, conversation it's like oh I'm angry I'm angry it's like that's what you can access really quickly but if you go a little bit deeper what was that really I actually I actually felt stifled or Mm -hmm. I actually felt really insecure about This Like, I felt like I was being challenged, that somebody was, like, questioning my validity and things like that. So, like, sleep or mental reactions also tell you there's something else that's going on, right? Right. Rest, because it's holy. If you're resting, you know, 19 hours out of the 24 hours of the day for five days to week, there's something going on, Right. right? Like, there's something to, like, hmm, let me turn to wonder, why am I sleeping so much, I am supposed to rest because my body needs and this is an intense period but is is this serving me or is this an avoidance piece you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's like allowing yourself to sleep and also like observing your reactions to things i think agree mm-hmm.
0: well said and i think something that you said that stuck out to me was you know a allowing yourself to sleep and b that our bodies physically manifest what's going on in our hearts and our minds like the past 2 days the past 3 days I've been sleeping nonstop and it was like to a point where it was not normal for me because it's one thing to nap every now and then but it's another thing when your body's physically refusing to do anything like the level of exhaustion that I hit was like to the point where I would wake up use a bathroom go back to sleep and then a 24-hour period would go back would go by and I just spent most of it half of it like in bed when I wake up I just roll around fall back asleep and it was because my body was physically holding on to so much pain, so much hurt, so much yeah. sadness that it was just like, we can't do anything anymore. We don't have any energy to to do anything. Yeah.
2: Like an overload.
0: Exactly. The overload. And I think as people are trying to find their place in the revolution, we're all struggling with some sort of guilt or we're not doing enough. We're not doing enough. If I'm not out in these streets, I'm not you know, helping my people. Like There's a lot of in action, like, and when I say people, I'm specifically talking about black folks who are like me. When I felt when I was sleeping for two days straight, I was like, I feel so useless. Like, I, I see that my people are out here marching, I see that people are standing up for what's happening and they're using their power. And I was like, why am I not doing anything? So, on top of my body shutting down, I'm holding all this guilt, I'm holding all of these self limiting beliefs to where. I was just questioning myself and questioning my place. So my question to you is what would you say to people who are trying to find their place in the revolution?
1: Yeah, that's a beautiful question. Yeah, I think that the
2: the main thing is that the revolution is made of multiple parts to multiple people. So when you show up as your most authentic self, however that comes. Then that's actually part of, that's a contribution to the revolution, right? And the thing about it is, like, it's not always people in the streets, right? It's people making sandwiches, it's people that are the storytellers, just the medics, it's, you know, the folks who are also organizing, folks who don't feel like they have a place in the revolution. I think, like, it's like you're, I think that if something keeps coming to mind that feels life affirming, that feels like it's gonna edify just life in general, that is the revolution, right? Um, I believe, and I've. this has been from jump, that I'm a revolutionary of compassion and love. So part of my actual role in the revolution is to be so loving and so compassionate and try, and like try to extend so much grace for myself and for others because we want something completely different and we're fighting completely different uh, to have a different reality. And what we really want is for us to be seen for individuals to practice empathy, right? To to understand like what it is if you lost your child or if you lost your brother, like you would never allow these injustices to happen. So if we want, really, I believe, if we want love to show up, we have to be love. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that love is going to be like, just allow anything to happen to you. Love is very powerful. Love is not just soft and passive, but love is also showing up consistently as your most authentic self. So when we show up and we're being, then I really feel like that's where the revolution really starts. Right. Um, because if this is about liberation and we're not liberating our souls and our minds and our spirits, and we're not identifying the internalized oppression that we're perpetuating within our own selves, then we'll actually manifest it in a larger system in a larger way. Right. So for me, I feel like finding your, your place in the revolution is, who are you? Right. Like what, what, what is your beating, Right. Because you're, We're fighting, if you will, to be freely ourselves and to be in this space. So what does that look like for me? What does liberation, what does a free Carmen look like, right? And so I also don't have to wait for something outside in the world to free me, right? My home is in my head. My freedom's in my head. it's, It's within me. And so that's also something that I feel like is, for me, uh, something that assuages, like, the intensity that's happening right now, because regardless of what happens out in the world, I know that my people are going to continue to resurrect, because we've been, they've been trying to kill us from jump, and we keep coming back, so that tells mm-hmm. me that we're God. That's just evidence that we're God, you know what I mean? So, like, we're going to be okay, and we are okay. This just sucks right now, and so, like, my part of the revolution is, like, I know that I'm called to be loved. I know that I'm called to be compassionate. I know that I'm called to be, like, the embodiment of grace. And so for me, I feel like to be a part and to contribute to the revolution is to like, whatever it is that is calling you to express, right, is, is what's needed for that
1: next shift and things like that. That's kind of like how
2: I would answer
1: that. Yeah, that's beautifully said. And um, I'll offer, it's like, your path doesn't look like anybody else's path. You know, like maybe the thing you are here to do has never been done before. And that's why you're not seeing any templates out there. Mm -hmm. You're not seeing any examples, but you have a compass inside of your own heart. There's something that's speaking to you. And if you can tap into that, and it does require the hard work of getting still, which might actually feel really hard to do right now. We're all being triggered. There's so much energy coming in. But maybe what you need to do right now is get some rest and sit and, and really get clear on your intention because the world we're building cannot look like the world we have right now. And it's gonna take some radical dreaming to get there. So be kind to yourself. There are no manuals for what we're doing right now. We are all figuring this out together. And the, one of the greatest things we can do is to treat ourselves with love and treat each other with love. And long-term that's gonna build a totally different society than what we are dealing with right now. Mm.
0: There are no manuals to what we are doing right now. That just like, boom. Because I think a lot of us are trying to rely on tools that we don't, we, we've we never had to use. So we don't, we can't have them in our toolbox because we've never been in a pandemic. We've never been in situations where, you know, like I've never been in the middle of a protest and seen the uprising happening in front of me. I've only experienced these things in the movies or like from the comfort of like my house. So I really like the way that you phrase that, that there is no manual to what we're doing right now. Like that was beautifully said. So my next question is, what has your energetic journey looked like in the past few weeks?
1: Ooh. <laughs> um, you know, it is. So speaking of things being very different for everybody, right? Like I, my path involves a lot of solitude. Um, which is different than like being lonely. It's like it's I have to be very still and very quiet to bring through the kind of energy that I'm being asked to bring through. So I'm simultaneously feeling a lot of, of the despair and the grief and the rage that people are feeling. But I'm also, um, I'm it's like I've been hit by a lightning bolt. So I'm out here doing like really strenuous exercise and all that kind of stuff. While I know that the general public is like knocked out and sleeping. And I understand that, but I'm on a different, I'm still on a different route. And I think that's part of like building on my previous thing. It's like, you can't judge your path by anybody else's path. It's like, who am I to be feeling good at this exact moment? That's like, well, I need this energy to do what I'm being called to do. Mm -hmm. So we can be compassionate to ourselves and like just be with whatever energy is here. If it's grief energy, if it's rage energy, if it's, you know what, my body feels really good this moment and I'm really happy about that. And that's what we're going to be with. And so I'm, I'm blessed to say that even though I'm dealing with a lot of hard feelings, my energy has probably been some of the best I've ever experienced in my life. Word. Right on. In the frame of the last few weeks, uh, for me, like
2: this, everything that's been going on has also been in couched in the experience of healing through grief of like the transition of my brother. Um, so my oldest brother passed away, uh, when I say transition, I mean, passed away for, you know, different folks. Um, he transitioned f- five, it will be five years in December and his birthday, uh, is May 23rd. So my birthday is May 8th, which is also Ahmaud Aubrey's birthday, May 8th. And then it's mother's day that weekend, which is a whole thing. And then it was my brother's birthday and then it was my de- So like, I'm, all this was happening, this entire world that the pandemic, you know, the, the slaughter and killing of african-american people um has also happened in with me also dealing with healing and different things that have been coming up with that so like my energy level has been fluctuating just to be quite honest Uh, there have been times when i'm I'm almost euphoric Uh, like thank god it's been like uh, like weather-wise there have been more sunny days than rainy days in may which i appreciate because it probably would have knocked me out because i'm very sensitive also to the weather when it's gloomy i'm gloomy too right when it's cold i want to stay home in the bed right um but it was it's hard also because like healing is not linear and like when even when you feel like you're making all this progress and things like that it will take like a certain smell and it's like I go back into like, this place of like, remembering this thing or whatever, whatever that moment of like, his transition in that entire year really felt like. And so there was a time actually when I actually felt guilty for being alive. Imagine that, feeling guilty for being alive. Like why was I spared? Mm-hmm. How come Breonna Taylor was killed? Why was I spared? I'm also a black, I was sleeping in my bed. What, what is the difference? Right. Um, And so like there was something that I had to really name and release because it was dragging me down. Like I was I was really my frequency was not nearly as life affirming as it needed to be. And I needed to actually name what it was. And like after the time I actually named it, that's when I could actually release it and move it out. Right. Throughout that entire time, I was still working out, still running, still moving my body because I knew if I were to sit still, I, I wasn't going to get up. Right. I was I was going to be laid out, knocked out. And that would be we'll see you in June. We'll try this in the next summer solstice. Right. Like I was waiting for I don't know who's star, moon, Saturn, uh, Venus. I don't know who is in retrograde and shadow. Not, I don't know. But I felt oh. it. all. Um, and so the past few weeks, even though with that, like I still woke up, still did my meditation, still did my practice and I allowed myself to grieve, I allowed myself to cry, I allowed myself to feel joy, feel guilt, and like I was saying before, I'm whole, I'm a whole individual, and so I needed to honor that, and so energetically, um, like it, it's been fluctuating, right, um, and then feeling all the grief and the pain of what was going on with everybody right now, as far as our community is concerned, um, it, was, it was tangible and palatable, and, and it's been pretty intense, Basically, is what I'm saying. It's, it's been an intense journey, um, and even through all of that, there's been a constant of peace. Right? I mean, I'd like to speak about our relationship, and like we're constantly uh, like reaching for each other, which has also helped to have like like our relationship is really community. It's a very intimate community, and so like when I have had these really low times, like I'm I'm talking to Lee about what's going on, and like having a place where you can bear your soul and like you can kind of release your burdens is important, right. To help move energy. Um, I think we talked about it in uh, on Sunday about the importance of community to, you know, ha- have you move to a higher frequency because like in medicine, if there's a kidney stone or, or a gallbladder stone or anything else like that, uh, a certain healing modality is to use high frequency pitch to break up the block. And so when I was having those, those times when the block was too heavy, I needed to reach out to have my energy lifted, you know, um, and, and Lee and community have, have helped do that. So all that to say there had been fluctuation while still being a new uh, a current of peace and utilizing like the community and the people that I have to help me come back to homeostasis of being on a higher
0: vibe. Mm. Thank you for that. Like, I think a lot of the things that you both said resonated as far as healing is not linear, like the energy journey has been the highs are super high, the lows are super low. Some days you're just in the middle coasting through some days. It's like you're experiencing all of the things within like five minutes, you know, all it takes Mm -hmm. is one thing to just whoosh, throw you down or throw you up. So (laughs) throw you up. That sounds gross. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, a lot of the things that you both said resonated so, so much. And Something that I was thinking about as you were both speaking, it's like there are some people that don't have the community that we have. Like there's some people who don't have partners or roommates. There are some people who've been in isolation completely alone. Like if you could speak directly to those people, what would you tell them?
1: That's That's a great question. Was that on the list? No, not on a, the list. no, see, I didn't think so. I was like, that was not on the list. <laughs> I did not meditate on that. No, but this is good because you know we'll just have to let spirit move. That's real. Yeah.
0: <sighs> you can take a moment to think because it came literally as you were speaking about community. And I was like, yes, yes. And I was like, wait a minute, there's some people who don't have what we have. And there are some people who've just been watching the world burn by themselves. Right, by themselves. And I know that if anyone can Wrap them up with that universal love. It will be you too.
1: No pressure. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. So part of me wants to go into a, a conversation of oneness, but that feels like it would be trying to jump over like the real pain that people are in, you know. And so like I'll 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 put a pin in that. I'll come back to like the fact that we're all we're all connected. But first, you know, just like. I just wanted to say, like, even if you feel completely alone, please know that there are thousands of people who gather every single day and pray just for you. Like, We don't know you by name, but every morning I get up and I talk about the people who are stuck in their homes with their abusers, and I talk to God about the children who are going hungry and the folks who are witnessing the violence and they're by themselves, please Creator, be with them. So I hope that does provide a little bit of comfort to know that even if I don't know you by name, there's literally thousands of people all over the world who are praying with you in mind. Um, and across the heart waves, which you might not be able to touch into, we are connected and we're thinking about you. Um, I will say in a practical sense, there are, Many, many resources that are coming online via Zoom, they don't make up for the, the, the touch deficit that we're going through. It doesn't necessarily clear out the quiet of being in an apartment by yourself or in a space with people who might not always be the kindest. I would encourage you to continue to reach out and to raise your hand and let people know, hey, I need, I need some love. I need someone to talk to because oftentimes people can get caught up in their own stuff and we don't necessarily see that people around us need help. But I know that there are a lot of people who are even more open-hearted right now who would probably love to talk to you, would love to hold space for you, and you are worthy of that space. So I I dare you to step into that work and and to raise your hand and say, hey, I could use some help. Would you be willing to be with me and see what happens?
0: Mm, Beautiful. Like, I dare you to take up space. That was beautiful. And I think when you said that there are people who in other circumstances would not be readily available to give love to a stranger, you know, so to speak, this is the time where so many of us are looking for ways to utilize our, our God-given skills, our God-given talents. And for some people, like Carmen has so beautifully said, compassion and love is our mission. For some of us, it's like, we're just waiting for someone to say, hey, hey, over here, I need something. I see, you know, I see you over there. I don't know you, but I'm being called to say something out loud. And sometimes it falls right in the person's lap who was looking for something to pour into, someone to pour into, someone to lift up and empower You know, some of us are strong enough to be able to hold the weight of a a being that's just like that, just needs help. Whether that's just talking to you while you're cooking your meal, or you know, asking for help is something that we have to get used to doing. So, thank you for bringing that up in such a beautiful way.
2: There's none that like that. What what else? what else needs to be said that that wasn't just
0: absolutely captured just just between the two of you like I feel I feel complete (laughs) me too (laughs) thank you thank you to the both of you for just being such mindful aware in tune beings like your energy just flows in and out and above and it's just beautiful to experience that and to just see your lovely faces I can't wait to hug you in real life like Oh my, oh my gosh! Goodness. Better get ready though,
1: because I'm gonna hug you for like 20 minutes straight. Listen, I'm not
0: letting go. Like, it's, we're gonna have a hugging party, and that's that, just it.
1: We're gonna turn off the lights, and then, like you have to go home. I'm like, well, we're just gonna take this outside. <laughs> so
0: we've been yeah. saving these hugs for like months now. So like they're gonna be for super... like
1: strategic
0: fallout mats, like all over the place. Like you
2: find some, like oh god, <laughs> fallout. <laughs>
0: bean bags just in the streets for people that are like, oh my god, stranger, come here, come here, come here. Come here. Like, come here. Man, oh man. So my last <laughs> question is, do you have anything final to say as we wrap up our beautiful time together?
1: Honor your process. It's it's going to look different every day, and I encourage you to be gentle with yourself.
2: Mm. Amen to that. Absolutely. Um, That's literally what I was going to start off with is um, extend grace to yourself. Hold yourself gently, right? Um, And even if there are echoes and shadows that are ricocheting within, they're not real. What's true is that you're worthy, you're whole, you're holy, you are love, and you are loved. Even if we don't know your name, you're loved. We're sending cosmic love through the universe to you like real life real life like there and this this might sound you know super cosmic-y and everything like that there's reality and there's truth the reality is that we're feeling a lot of pain reality is that we might feel disconnected the truth is we probably have never been so connected in time Because we're all here. We're all experiencing this. There are different variations, different flavors of this experience. But we're all here at the same time, right? So we're not alone. You're not alone. And so however you show up is perfect. Because your light is the answer to someone's prayer. Your calling is also someone's calling out just for you. For whatever it is that you have to offer. And so you being here is exactly what the earth needs right now. It's exactly what humanity needs right now. And there's something that you have to offer just by being, just by breathing, just by choosing to be, by choosing to be, that makes this better, that will make us all right, make mm-hmm. everything all right.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen to that. And this is why they call you the what? What do they call you? The hype right,
2: woman of the universe.
0: Right. It's like da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. da I need that in like all your performances, just like bah, 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 cosmic hype open to the universe. Do, 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 do. <laughs> like all that extra stuff, <laughs> man. Oh man. So that wraps up our interview. Thank you so, so much for making the time, the space to welcome you virtually into your home. Like this was exactly as I envisioned it. And I'm so happy that that redirection came through when it came through, when I was, you know, thinking of how to best put out healing energy into the world and how to best utilize my skill sets. So thank you for saying yes. Thank you for showing up.
1: Yeah. And thank you for your sacred yes. And holding this space is going to heal so many people and your light. Is unparalleled. So I'm so excited Point to be land. part of your, you know, I grow podcast. It is such an honor.
2: Absolutely. Thanks for being medicine for our souls. Hallelujah. Ooh, thank you for being soul food. Like for real, mm-hmm. again, like your yes is someone else's calling out someone's soul needed this. And you're the bomb right now because mm-hmm. you said yes. And like you didn't allow any no's that might've been going on or any imposter stuff, because we all know about that. You didn't allow it to overcome and so i appreciate you for showing up as god thank you god
0: thank you God. <laughs> thank you god see this is why the two of you were just the most perfect humans for this moment for this time thank you so so much love you love
1: you love you
0: Thank you for listening to the very first episode of Life with Magic. I love you, and I'm so, so happy we're here on this earth at this exact time together. So much love and gratitude to Lee and Carmen for their words of wisdom, guidance, and light. Our guest for next week's episode is the one and only Jennifer Eden, aka Slut of the Month, aka Femme Daddy, aka Biggie Shorty, aka J.E. Heartbreak. We're going to be talking about sexual healing. And trust me, you do not want to miss out on that conversation. Life With Magic will be airing every week, so make sure you subscribe to stay posted on all our magical content.